Tonight we're going to study um, Rafi, which is the God who heals. And um, I don't know, when I was just starting to study this, I it took me a little bit to just really have to think about what I, my perspective of was it to start with before I even just kind of got into the Word to see what that was like. And um, I don't know, I'm going to ask this question for you first too, but what when you think of healing, what is that? What does that bring to your mind? Well, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> you said healing, right? Well, the healing process, and it brought salvation to lots of people that I encountered. Um, so that's the first thing I hear. I mean, I think about is those those instances of literal, literally crying over people, and they're healed. <laughs> you know, was it like physical healing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was crazy. that was a lot of, I, whenever I think of healing, I think of someone that's sick, and I immediately think of, you know, someone that's hurt, or it's an illness, or something like that, um, but, whereas that is, I mean, that's, the definition of it is that he is the God that uh, restores, he heals, he cures, um, but it also says that he makes, to make whole, um, and so, knowing that, and looking back on that, it made me think more about, um, a spiritual healing, and not just the physical. Um, and so, anyway, so that's what we're going to um, study about tonight. And in the Old Testament, it um, Rafi is, is mentioned uh, more than 60 times. So, and even for me, again, when I was looking, and just my thoughts of the verses that I know and the scripture that I know a lot in the New Testament and in the Gospel, um, it's always talking about Jesus healing. And it's not always physical, and some of it is spiritual healing as well. Um, but um, just alone in the Old Testament, it, it is mentioned more than 60 times. Um, the first place that I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you have it with you, is Exodus 15. Um, and we'll start at verse 22. And this is when Moses, um, right after Moses led the people through the Red Sea. set out from the Red Sea, and they went into the wilderness of Shur. They went three days in the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Mar because it was bitter, therefore it was named Mar. And the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a log. And he threw it in the water, and the water became sweet. There the Lord made for them a statue and a rule statute and a rule. And there he tested them, saying, If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God, and do that which is right in his eyes, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your keeper. Um, there's a couple things in that. And in, in, in verse 25, I don't know if anyone has a different version. Um, Hirsch said it's, uh, there was a piece of, there was a log. Uh, yeah. And my, 
my version said just a piece of wood, um, and I've also read it as a tree, um, which all being uh, of the same thing anyway. But uh, anyway, so so when he after he brought the people out of uh, the Red Sea, he took them to this place. It was a desert place. There was nothing there, and they were. Um, this was a time that. I mean, if we look back, right before that is when they're singing, and they just, you know, there was a, this was a big accomplishment. This was something that, um, there was lots of good that just happened. And then he takes them into the desert. And um, for three days they traveled, and they couldn't find water. Um, and so they started getting upset, and they were grumbling, and they were um, complaining. And when they find this water, the water's bitter. Um, and it's... They find what they're they're looking for, but it's there's something wrong with it. You know, it's bitter. It tastes different to them. And uh, so he cries out to you know Moses cries out to the Lord, and and that's when he he showed him this wood or this this tree, and he told him to put it in the water. And as soon as it went into the water, it became sweet. And um, it just it's one of those things that later on when I was looking at it, thinking about it, um, in this there had to be the focus was was changed. They, um, they had their eyes off of the Lord, and they were, you know, they were looking for things that they felt like they needed. Um, you know, they were looking for that water, and they weren't um, focused on Him, and so they got distracted. And so, therefore, um, the Lord was testing them. And uh, that's what it says at the end of 25. He made a law, and, and this is when He tested them. And this wasn't for, for Him to um, not necessarily for him to have to prove for himself that he can do it because he's God but to test them to see what they would um, how they would respond to that and um, anyway and so in my mind what I'm thinking of with this for me it would be like um, when when we take our eyes off of the Lord usually what comes right after that is usually some sort of sin something that um, causes some sort of damage or some sort of destruction and whether that's big or small, it's all the same. It's all it's all sin, um, which usually comes from a time of hurting, you know. And so these people are crying out, and they're they're hurting. They're needing that water, um, and so the Lord gives it to them. But then He also says three things in twenty six. Um, what does He tell them to do in twenty in verse twenty six? Do what's right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments. So all he told them to do was to listen for his voice, to do what was right, and then to obey his commands. Um, which we find ourselves in bitter situations like that all the time, in circumstances where um, something is just not going our way and it is hard. Um, and again, in anything, it's always easier to say than to do. But he tells us all we have to do is to listen to his voice, to do what is right, and then to obey. And um, this this would be the, the example and um, the, the way that we would be able to um, come out on top in that victory is is for him to be the one that is healing us in that. Um, anyway. <coughs> um, There's something else. Um, there was also... Another thing that when I, like I said, when I kept reading, there was another part that it really made me think about, um, again, in the New Testament when Jesus came, um, how he, when 
like I said before, there's times that we've all probably had some sort of, there's been some sort of sin or something that has held us down, something that has um, made it harder for us. And until we get rid of that completely, we're not going to be able to be healed. Um, and when Jesus came, he died for us, and um, he was able to take away those sins for us. And um, it just reminded me in thinking about the cross. The cross was that wood that was put in the water uh, when it was bitter, and it made it sweet. You know, he took those things from us. And, and the Lord used that time. Um, he, a hard thing to understand sometimes for me is that he wounds us so that he can heal us. Not that it's, um, it's just so that he can restore us. It's so that it shows his power and it shows his strength and what he can do. Um, and the same thing, like when he, he allowed his own son to be struck down just for our sin, you know, just to take that from us. Um, anyway, I don't know, I thought that was really, really cool, the connection. And again, just the way that he showed his power through that. Um, Anyway, another, another reference that I would like for you all to go to is um, James 5. <coughs> In uh, James 5, it's 5, 13 through 
like in this passage, it's talking about, let's see, um, I'm just going to kind of go back through this again. But in verse 13, it says, Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray for him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. Um, I'm going to stop right there. But, but looking at that, um, that person, each of us has a responsibility. Um, we can't just, um, we can't just go. We have to take, we have to do it for ourselves first. But then it also does say, go to someone else and tell them. Um, we have to explain and we have to, we have to voice those things. And so, for example, I think that it's very important. I believe that it's important to share those things with other people and to have someone that we share with, um, because otherwise we continue to keep that sin in. It's it's not ever going to be healed because we never bring it out. It just it's going to continue to to stay inside and just to build up, you know. Um, and whether that be that, um, like I said, it's for you first, and it's just you just need to confess it to God and just say, take this. This is you know I'm done with this. Um, I can't do this. You're the one that's going to have to heal me. Um, this is that's that is what we need to do first. But it does it does also say, and it's it's biblical that we are to go to other people. Um, in that we know and to go to them and to ask them to pray for you and 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 that is okay and we that is hard as a human to go to someone else and to explain your problems and and to voice that to someone but I think that it's very healthy um, to help with that process and just to voice it um, and it just it shows it shows that um, it just shows the Father's love and His forgiveness um, for us and how He um, just how He cares for us and that He shows us that mercy. Um, and grace. Um, and I also uh, want you to turn next to John 9, 1 through 3. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. Um, and this just goes back to the point that I, I expressed earlier. Um, that talking about this morning, this man that was born blind. Um, and his disciples who were with him were concerned and even they didn't understand um, and their question was, Lord, who sinned? Who made him, you know, what made him be blind? What's wrong with him? Why is it this way? And the Lord just said, neither of them. It had nothing to do with what they did. It was just so that my, my power and my glory could be, be shown through this. Because, again, it just is another way to show that he alone is God that can heal. He is Rafi. And um, I personally am just going to tie something to this. But was something that I just got back from, from Africa Um and while we were there, um, one of the things that we did was work with children with special needs. And um, one of the questions that was asked by the parents was, what's wrong with them? Like, was there something that I could have done different? Could I have changed this? Um, you know, something before they were born, is there something that I could have done? And, and that, this is a verse and a reference of something that we could explain to them and just show them. And it was a way that the Lord was able to be shined in that situation and for them to see um, these are people that may have never even been exposed to this before. Um, but again, but for the Lord to say that and say, 
it's nothing you did or anything that your child did. It's, it's just so that I can show you how powerful I am and that I can heal your child. Um, and I don't know, that just, it's crazy. I love, I just love seeing scripture lived out. Um, and so that was really, really neat for me. Um, just the way that I connected it to that. Um, anyway, uh, one of the last few things I'm going to voice from, from this, and then we can kind of just talk about all the things that I've opened up. But um, Romans 6.23, um, for the wages of sin is death. And um, it's talking about uh, just just how those that is what pulls us down. And that alone is what is what makes it, what brings us down. It's, it's death. And that's just the way it's said. Um, but the ultimate healing from that, um, the ultimate healing from that sin is, is Jesus. And I think that um, there, there is such a need for that spiritual and physical healing. And, and again, like I said before, he is the, one, he is the only one that's going to be able to heal us and be the one that um, extends that, that arm of love and grace. Um, and be able to heal us from any of those things. Um, and I guess even just on a word of encouragement, but I want to encourage you too, that if you've ever found yourself in that place um, of just that bitterness and when there's, you know, there's things that are wrong and, and you're not sure, you know, it just, it's, there's basically, it just gets down to there's bitterness in your heart, um, whether it's just a selfish situation or it's just, you know, your soul or your spirit, what that would look like. Um, Life just basically seems unfair. Um, the only thing that I can encourage you to do is to turn to, to Rafi, the God that heals. Um, and like I said, just being in the Word and being able to see um, and, and sitting with Him is powerful. And and like I said, even just in that in John nine, um, seeing that lived out is amazing. And for me, if I'm not in the Word and if I'm not reading this then I, it's harder for me to see it lived out, and it's harder for me to understand. Um, and so the biggest way for him to be able to heal me from whatever it is, spiritually, specifically, um, is again to be in the Word and to just be able to live that with people and to express what my my issue would be um, and to get that out and to be able to move on from that. Um, and I don't know, I don't, I don't expect us to talk about, like, darkest sins, whatever, or problems, and whatever, but maybe even just for you, if you have something that's come to mind, um, uh, basically, again, what I'm getting at is life application, and the way that you've, you've seen the Lord heal, um, or a process, maybe that's just getting started, but a way that you've seen, um, whether it be physically or spiritually, that the Lord has um, opened that up sometime in your life, um, I would like for you to share it with us. Or anything that you would like to add to the scripture references that I, I spoke about too.
It's difficult because there's moments when you ask why this is happening, why, um, I mean, I was 19 at the time, and you just, um, it was just a hard time, and um, looking back, like, I'm okay now and everything, and uh, it's like, I don't think my faith would be as strong as it is today if I didn't go through that. And looking back at the time, I didn't know that, and I didn't see that. But um, looking back now, I can say that that definitely helped me to where I am with my faith in God today. So that goes to, like I was saying in the first story, but how he, he tests us just to, to see how how strong our faith is, you know. And it, it's so true. And any time that I've ever experienced that, it's always strengthened that faith and maybe realize that trusting in him is that much more important, you know? It makes you also realize that the, your life on this earth is so short that, I mean, to just worry about the things that you worry about on a day-to-day basis is just crazy and nothing, and God has so much more for you in our home. You think about that, I like that it's part of the definition of the name. That to make whole. That sometimes we focus so much, and we it, it's because it's easier. It's physical. You see it. You can focus on a physical issue or a need or a health problem or something like that. But it's like you said that it's not necessarily that he heals you of that. I mean, in your case, he healed you of that physical situation that you were going through, but that he made you more complete in your faith, and that he healed you more than you even knew you were sick. You know what I mean? Like that sickness that what you were missing and you didn't even know you were missing but because he is the God who sees he saw that and because he's the God who heals and makes things whole, he made you whole or took you a step closer to being whole. You know what I'm saying? Like like I think that's, I think that's so cool that in almost all of the stories that you see in the Bible and those times when you hear people about about people who have been sick or dealt with a health issue, that God deals with that problem, but then he takes it a step further, uh-huh. and he deals with a bigger problem, a problem of, you know, struggling in your faith or a place where you were lacking spiritually. He heals that, too. I think that's, that's, just, that's just God. That's just what he does. It's crazy that this... It's not crazy, it's not. <laughs> um, but last Sunday in Columbus in Haiti, the preacher preached on God healing you physically, not only physically, but spiritually. And um, so often he's telling us to pick up our mat and go physically, but spiritually also. And then Sunday, oh, and then during the week, Zach went. Zach and Becky went to live a day in the life of the Haitians, and this lady, like, believed, had faith that if they would pray for her, her her leg was gone, right? That it would grow back. And Zach like said, okay, but like didn't have full faith that God could heal her. And then yesterday at church, the preacher preached on, yes, he preached on, um, and I was just like, you know, the same guy with the mat just showed up all the time. Where's my mat? And then I hear this, and it's just like, you know, 
that that woman that was I was amazing like what God just showed me that day she comes down like we're in Haiti guys she comes down the hill like a mountain she comes down like on crutches you know like and she was just going to her neighbor's house but it was still pretty steep she came down on crutches because and she sat there and she waited for a few minutes but she was there for the prayer you know and when she wanted him to put his hands on her she knew she knew that through prayer this could work and it convicted me because I mean in that prayer I was like she's seriously going to pray for this like really you you have no leg woman you know but then halfway through you think oh I know God's going to get her a prosthetic how arrogant is that you know like that in the middle of the prayer I like I figured it out I know what God's I got it (laughs) we're on the same page I got this right and then I go back later and I'm journaling and I'm writing this down and I was like whoa what kind of a who thinks that like who thinks they know what God's gonna do right and I'm like I'm so sorry that I, I mean I'm sorry that I would Assume I would presume she to know. You know, until until God heals her. You know what I'm saying? And 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 maybe maybe God will choose to get her a prosthetic. But who am I to limit God? Right. Like, and who am I to limit this woman's faith? Like, we kept talking all week long about how these are people who believe in the power of prayer, but they pray like they believe in the power of prayer. You know, she prayed. She prayed her faith. You know what I mean? She prayed and she knew that God was going to do it. Who am I to limit limit God or limit her in that? That's just, that was crazy. I hope she doesn't get her life. I hope she does. You know, that'd be, either way. <laughs> Can I borrow your Bible for a second? You may. Because I'm a heathen and I left it in the car. It's <laughs> okay. Exodus 15. Uh-huh. Yep. 22. I was thinking that, too, like, that Sunday we talked about healing, too, and it was just, I don't know, like, not even, it wasn't just about, like, what the preacher was preaching on, but like before Pat even, yeah, I don't know, just, yeah. there's just a lot. Yeah, because we prayed there with the girls. Yeah, yeah, the little babies. And then, like, that's what the sermon was about, like, it was just really good and really powerful, I felt like, and then tonight, and I don't know, I feel like, like, that attribute of God is very relevant in my life. I think that, um, I've just been through a lot in my life that requires my dependence on that attribute. And, I don't know, like, it, I've literally just been, that, I don't know, I can't even form words for it. Like, I just, I don't know, it's just so awesome to me that he can heal, I don't know, I can't even say words. I don't even know why I'm speaking. I just can't even form words about it. I'm just, that's why I wasn't saying anything before, because I couldn't even voice how I feel about it. Like, it's just, his power is just so big. And, like, not only physical healing, I mean, in, in China and in India, like, I was able to, to be a part of those healings and physical healings that you, like, I'm thinking in my head as I'm praying, like, God, I don't know, this can't happen. Like, I don't know what you're going to do here. I mean, like, how are you going to make them feel like you've done this? But 
Like, he heals them completely, and it just blows your mind. And, um, like, and then spiritual healing. I, I don't know, it's just been so much. Like, you were talking about bitterness earlier, and I know I've probably said this a million times, but a huge, huge part of my current testimony is with my dad, and I hated him. And then now, like, he has restored me into, like, being able to love him in a way that I never thought possible. And, like, that love is obviously not of me. Obviously not of me. And so it's just really cool. I just, I don't know, it's really exciting to me. And I really can't form words to say how awesome it is. But, man, he's powerful. <laughs> so good. I just love the way that he shows that power to us. In all those ways that we never expect it. Or even the time when we expect, we don't expect it. Because yeah. Yeah. I've, I've prayed all my life that I could get over that with my dad, like get over the bitterness. I've prayed to get over bitter, bitterness with him, but it came about in a way 22 years later that I never would have thought, you know, so it was just, it's awesome. <laughs> he tells us to voice it to him, and when we do, then he knows what, what those things are, and he can change it. Not that he couldn't do it before we voice it, but he tells us to. I think it's kind of crazy that all of y'all have, like, these stories of, like, pastor after pastor was telling y'all about, like, healing and everything, and I I typically don't go to uh, Fredonia Church on Sundays, but we're here talking about healing, and even in my life, like, I just had talking with a friend not too long ago and we were talking about feeling and everything and like the you know how it's also important to confess and like your brothers and sisters in Christ and like talk it out for this feeling and pray over it so like and just last night like I had something kind of happen to me that brought me back to things from my past that I was like oh gosh why why is this coming up again and like you know, so I think it's really strange. Mm-hmm. Very gone. <laughs> 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 You're like, hey, here's a sermon about the healer. It's a nice little refresher. Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so. Just in case you forgot. Yeah. 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 It's not a coincidence by any means. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. But I was looking at in Exodus, and this is just, it stuck out to me since the first time we read the verse. It says, If you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. That, that to me is not the definition of a healer. Excuse me. <laughs> That's my kid. Um, yeah, let me go deal with that real quick. Okay. That a healer to me is not someone who keeps you from disease, it's someone who takes away a disease that you have. And so, but if you think about that, like if you think, in like for me, I think it was that I'm the Lord who heals you because you listen carefully to my voice. That's how I'm healing you. Not by keeping these diseases from you. I'm healing you by talking to you and by being in a relationship with you. And the right kind of relationship where you listen and you obey. 
that's the right kind of relationship to have with God. And when you are in that right relationship, that's the healing. Not necessarily him keeping the disease from you. That, I think, is him protecting you. But that he heals you is through the relationship. You know what I mean? Like through the through that constant communication being together and you know and so it just kind of struck me that just the way that the way he said it is that I'm gonna keep these diseases from you because I am the one who heals you. And in my brain it just didn't click until you read the whole thing. And it's like he's healing you through the relationship. He's not healing you from the disease. You know what I mean? And it's just like another way that he takes it that one step further. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm going to keep the plagues from you, but that I'm going to make you a better person because you're in relationship with me. Are they okay? Okay. <laughs> like five seconds ago, I heard him like, be a Bible man. He was quoting John 16, <laughs> And then he's screaming. So I'm like, oh. Um, his, his, his favorite verse. My favorite. this um, talking about um, him healing and, and using his son in that um, in Isaiah 53 um, 4 through 5 it says yet it was our weakness weaknesses he carried it was our sorrows that weighed him down and we thought his troubles were a punishment from God a punishment for his own sins but he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins he was beaten so that, so we could be whole he was whipped so we could be healed. And so much of the time, I always, when I'm hurting, um, or when I'm going through something that's hard, and it's not necessarily a physical thing, but even just spiritually, when I'm in a battle, um, you know, I always selfishly think, you know, I'm look at me and what I'm doing and what I'm having to go through, and it's hard, and woe is me. And, um, and then there's verses like this, and it's like, mm-hmm. hmm. You know, he, he did all of that, and it wasn't for him. He did it for us. Um, but had he not done that, um, we would not be able to be made whole, um, which is part of that healing, um, is for him to make us whole. So. What was that verse again? Was it 53? 53, 4 through 5. 4 and 5. Um, and my favorite part of all of that is just that his wounds healed us. Um, you know, we, we have these wounds, but then his cover ours and make us, make us whole. Well, when we think about what we go through, what he went through, it's nothing compared to what mm-hmm. he went through at all. Mm-hmm. Just we forget that every day. Yeah, it's hard. process um, 
and it's hard, and it may be that, I mean, I don't, it's not that he's going to heal us one time, you know, there's going to be other times it's going to be hard, it'll be, um, we'll find ourselves in a situation that's very bitter, and we just have to remember um, those three things, like when we, we listen, we just have to stop and listen for his voice, um, and, and be ready to obey what it is that he has to say. And I think that that's the hardest part sometimes because we get so caught up in what we're doing and what's going on and the worldly things just get in the way. Um, but if we'll just stop long enough to listen to him, um, he's waiting to tell us, you know. Uh, but we're just busy a lot of times that we miss that. And um, we put ourselves in situations that make it hard for us. Um, but when we obey him, he is enabled to to do what he is wanting to do. So, what's someone like to pray for us? God, we just come before you right now and every day, Lord. Just help us to realize that you are the God who heals. And spiritually and physically, Lord. God, I just, I just thank you so much for for being the God who heals, number one, and number two, being the God that does immeasurably more than we can even imagine. God, and I just thank you for being that God, that that we don't have to worry or guess or question if you're capable, because we know that you are. God, just remove the limitations that we place on you daily and help us to just follow you in everything that we do in God, I just thank you for the message Brittany brought. And thank you for bringing her home safely from Africa and us from Haiti. May all that we do and say just praise you. Lord, we love you and we thank you for all that you've done. Mm-hmm.